0: Hi, it is your host of With a Side of Crime, Caitlin. I did want to acknowledge that we are a little bit off schedule, just a lot of things happening this summer, Um, but I'm trying to get back on track and I know I was supposed to drop last week, but I'll be dropping this week instead. So sorry for that little mix up. Um, Thank you for being here if you have been here before and if you're not, if you haven't been here before, then I definitely appreciate you being here. Now, if you haven't been here before, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast mainly focuses on um, missing and murdered black and other people of color. But there will occasionally be some non-black cases, I guess, non-black, non-person of color cases um, that I put in there because everyone's story does deserve to be told. Before I get into things, I would just humbly act if you feel caught to it, um, to please leave a rating, please leave a review. That is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. And I feel like not just because it is my podcast, I feel like other podcasts like this do deserve some shine and some spotlight because I know a lot of these people's stories do not get told in the mainstream media. But with that being said, we are going to dive right into our case for the week. And this week, we are talking about Shantina Marie Smiley. Now, her case is a little strange, a little bizarre, but we're going to try our best to make sense of it together. Now, a little bit about Shantina. She was 29 years old when she went missing in March of 2010. She didn't go missing alone, though. Her son was with her, and he went missing as well. Azrael Carter, Shantina's eight-year-old son, was in the car with her when they were last seen on March 13, 2010. The pair were in Olympia, Washington, on their way from Silverdale to Castle Rock, Washington to visit family. A series of strange events happened on the trip to their final destination. Around 8 p.m., Shantina and her son were seen at a mom-and-pop shop called the Handy Pantry Food Store buying something at 9:08, shantina and asriel pulled up to the martin wade diner where they went in ordered a corn dog to go paid went outside shantina tripped and fell and then they got in the car and left without the corn dog so surveillance cameras show shantina and her son at 9 55 still in olympia they're peeking into a place called the gall harbor market which was closed at that time Um, Without knowing what else to do, Shantina stopped at our residence around 10 p.m. She needed directions, and she needed to use their phone as well. This residence did belong to an elderly couple. They invited Shantina in. They let her use their phone, and they gave Asriel a piece of pizza. Shantina called her grandfather to tell him that they were lost, but that she was on her way. She also mentioned that she had been in an accident, but doesn't specify if it was when she fell or if it was referring to something else. And then after this incident, no one saw her from Shantina or her son again, and they never arrived at their destination. Shantina's family is fearful that she asked the wrong people for help, and she may have been abducted, abducted along with her son. Her fiancé, Rob Simmons, told Good Morning America that she had struggled with alcohol and she had relapsed a week prior to her and her son going on this trip to visit family. He said that he wasn't sure how to keep going and that he had spoken to Shantina before her and her son set off on their trip to Shantina's stepfather's home, which was just two hours away. Shantina told Rob that she was getting ready to hit the road and Rob replied that he'd see her there because he did expect to catch up with Shantina and her son so that they could drive down together. But he never saw the two again. He described it as feeling very empty and dark without them.
1: The mystery surrounding the disappearance of a 29-year-old Washington woman and her 8-year-old son. Last Saturday, Shantina Smiley was supposed to be driving to see her stepfather, but she never showed up. The next day, her minivan was found on a beach, but there's been no sign of Smiley or her little boy since. Neil Karlinski has the latest.
2: The final hours leading to the disappearance of 29-year-old Shantina Smiley are a puzzle that police can't unravel and loved ones can't understand.
3: I'm missing half my family, you know. It's an empty, scary, dark place. The trail of this young mother and her
2: eight-year-old son, Asriel Carver, runs cold along the water outside Olympia, Washington, where her minivan was found stuck in the mud, doors open, with Smiley's wallet still inside. It would be hard to wind up here by mistake. The area couldn't be more remote and is nowhere near her intended destination. Her fiancé now says she is a recovering alcoholic and suffered a relapse a week ago. She was on her way to see her stepfather, but police now believe Smiley was traveling the wrong direction just before vanishing. In fact, investigators have retraced her steps using a patchwork of surveillance video and eyewitness accounts. At 7.50 p.m., cameras capture the pair at a place called The Handy Pantry. By 9.08, she was purchasing a hot dog at a diner, but she left without taking it. And in the parking lot, witnesses say she tripped and hurt her knee. Around 10 p.m., she and her son knocked on a door at this house for directions.
3: We could be the, the last people that have seen her, like, ever. I really hope that's not the case.
2: All police know for sure is that her path that night is a confused one, leaving no sign of the mother or her son. For Good Morning America, Neil Karlinski, ABC News, Olympia, Washington.
1: And Shantina Smiley's fiancé, Rob Simmons, joins us live now from Seattle. Rob, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I know it has been a very painful several days. How are you holding up?
3: I don't know how I'm able to keep going right now. It's, uh, we've only been at home for a couple of hours got a few hours of sleep and we've been on the road we my daughter and I we got home and got a couple hours of sleep and we just left the house with our clothes on our back and went down to Olympia on Sunday and we've been in hotels and you know we've just been running ragged and and I had to put a call out to you know both Shantina and I were Cub Scout leaders and all of our kids are involved in scouts and I had to just ask them you know bring us some clothes over, bring us some stuff over so we can get clean, get out of these clothes, take a decent yeah. shower, brush our teeth, and they brought plenty of stuff over for and, us. And
1: Rob, take Take us back to last Saturday. We're all heading out to Shantina's uh, stepfather's house mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday early evening. Tell us
3: about the last time you spoke to her. Oh. The last time I talked to her was about 10 minutes after 4, I was at a training session for scouts for the outdoor experience and uh, she called me up and she told me she was getting ready to hit the road and she asked if I needed anything and I said, yeah, grab my, my cell phone charger because my phone's pretty low on the battery here and she said she would and uh, you know, she said she was getting ready to hit the road and I said, okay, I'll see you on the road And you know, I thought she would have been on the road, and we got wrapped up at 4.30, and you know, I got on the road right behind them just figuring that I'd pull up right next to him and we'd be able to drive down together, and f- uh, that never
1: happened. The few reports we've heard have suggested that Shantina was, was pretty disoriented at times, and you've mentioned that she's had problems with alcohol in the past. Any
3: recent mm-hmm. problems? Um, just the relapse last week, I've been having some health conditions and, you know, when you look on the internet and you see all the potential things that a a symptom could have, you know, it went from very trivial to very serious, you know, that I might have a certain amount of time yet and I still haven't had a chance to follow that up, but, uh, I've been holding up pretty good in light of everything here and that, you know, that caused her to Go to a place where she had to find something to deal with the stress and and that was her way of dealing with the stress
1: well it seems like you're holding up as well as you possibly can and again we do thank you for being with us if
3: shantina is watching this morning anything you'd like to say to her i just want you home baby i want you and Azrael home and you know we're all hurting and all of our friends are praying and and everybody's hurting that you know loves us all of our friends are calling up and. You know, our co-workers are calling. Everybody's calling up, and they just they want you home. And I, I want you home, and I, I want to just wake up in the morning and, and just see you and hold you. And I just want to see Azriel and hang out with him and do stuff with both you guys. And we have a, a lot of years left, and we've got a lot of plans, and I, I want to make those happen with you.
1: Well, we hope you can all be together soon. Rob Simmons, thanks very much for your time this morning.
3: Thank you.
0: So that was Shantina's fiance. Um, As far as I found, he is the only person that they spoke with. Um, I don't know that they spoke to her parents or Asriel's father, but Jay Carver, who is Asriel's father, came down from Seattle to help look for his son and his former partner. And he told KOMOTV that he felt very helpless. He said, I'm going to look around and probably spend a lot of time looking in the woods. I know there's been a lot of people looking already. I'm going to see what they've already unturned and uncovered and possibly, hopefully, maybe find him, meaning his son. Taylor Williams, who is one of the residents in the elderly home that Shantina asked for directions from, said that they might have been the last people to see Shantina and Asriel, but they really hope that this isn't the case. Williams said that Shantina didn't appear drunk or impaired, but she did look nervous and like maybe she had been crying. All of these actions pointed to her being disoriented. Dana Carver, who's Azrael's aunt, told ABC News that Shantina was too trusting and that someone who wore their heart on their sleeve. Dana also said, Who knocks on the door of a complete stranger at 10 p.m. and who in their right mind goes down a dirt road at night? It's just too weird. You just don't do that in 2010. It could be possible that the wrong person picked her up. The day after the knocking on the door and the falling over in the um, parking lot, Shantina's van was found partially submerged in water on a beach on the Puget Sound north of Olympia. The doors to the van were open. Her wallet, credit card, keys, and ID were all still inside of the vehicle, but her purse was not. Some items belonging to she and, Tina and her son had washed up on shore in that same vicinity that her van was found over the next few days. Five days after their disappearance, Azriel's body washed up on the beach at the south end of Fox Island near Gig Harbor, Washington which is 16 nautical miles from where the van had been. And for those that don't know, a nautical mile is used in the air, marine, and space navigation. A nautical mile is slightly longer than a regular mile on land. It's 1.1508 miles or 6,076 feet. Asriel's death was ruled an accidental drowning the beach was private it was at the end of a dirt road and police even had trouble finding it in the daytime so there's a lot of questions around how Shantina even got here in the middle of the night Azrael was a second grader at the time of his death Shantina had recently graduated from Olympic College and had plans to pursue a career as a medical billing specialist She had recently gotten engaged, as we heard her fiancé speaking earlier, and was looking forward to her new life with her fiancé, according to sources. Prior to her disappearance, Shantina did have struggles, as we all do. She went through some trouble with the law. She had been investigated by CPS because of her prior alcohol abuse problems. There were some times where Shantina gave her son to family members voluntarily so that she could get help for her alcohol issues. But despite her previous troubles, Shantina's family described her as a devoted mother. They said she had gotten her life in order and was stable and happy when she disappeared. Investigators, however, do believe that she drowned as well. One of the detectives says that he doesn't know if there is a crime here, so there was no suspect at the time but they're uncertain if this was foul play. If this was just an accident or if Shantina left voluntarily. They're also unsure of why Shantina was in this area in the first place, if she even was, or if her vehicle was just dumped here. Divers searched the water for Shantina for two days in a row. There were questions about whether or not the mother and son could have just gotten lost in the woods but the police agreed that there are too many homes with porch lights for them to be unable to get help and that folks is the case of shantina smiley you're probably left with more questions than answers at this point but as far as anybody knows this is all the information we have surrounding this case i want to thank you for tuning in thank you for listening And I will catch you guys next time.